The Guardian. Welcome to another COVID-19 special, where we'll be grappling questions coming out of the current pandemic. In today's episode, we'll be looking at something that lots of you have been writing in about, allergies. The cells that are triggered by COVID-19 are distinct from uh, mast cells and uh, it's really involving a different immune response to that typically involved in allergy. I'm Nicola Davis and this is Science Weekly. So Stephen, could you just begin by introducing yourself with your title and your affiliations, please? I'm Stephen Durham, and I'm Professor of Allergy and Respiratory Medicine at Royal Brompton Hospital and at Imperial College London. And tell me, Stephen, how are you finding this new reality of of lockdown? Well, I'm sure, like many of your listeners, I'm finding it difficult. We're locked down at home, of course, and trying to obey all the rules. Um, But I am coming into the hospital um, where we have some frontline services at the Brompton, um, but I'm not actually involved in that. I'm more involved in looking after our non-COVID patients. And that's been quite challenging because it's mainly been through telephone. Um, But we're adapting and uh, they're going pretty well and we're trying to do the best we can for our patients. So we've had a couple of podcast episodes already on how the immune system responds to COVID-19. So we won't go into that specifically. But the immune system is also responsible for allergic reactions. And that's something obviously that you're an expert in. Now, one thing that plays a key role in allergic reactions is something called immunoglobulin E. Can you tell me what is this? <laughs> How does it play a role in allergies? Um, immunoglobulin E is a, it's a particular class of uh, antibody. Now, immunoglobulins, they're, they're specific proteins produced by the body's immune system for a defense against invading organisms like bacteria, fungi, and uh, uh, viruses. So um, there are five classes of antibodies, IgM, IgD, IgA and IgG and IgE. And uh, these antibodies classes have different functions. And IgE binds to cells called mast cells. And these are particular types of cells uh, that are present, uh, particularly in the respiratory tract, the nose, the bronchial tubes, and in the uh, gut. It's the presence of IgE that defines the allergy phenotype, as it were. If you have a high level of IgE, then you're more likely to develop allergies against what are otherwise harmless proteins. So what happens when immunoglobulin E is activated then? What happens is that these uh, foreign proteins, uh, such as, uh, for example, pollens, which commonly cause hay fever, house dust mite, and certain cat dander, for example, um, these particular proteins are recognized specifically by the Y arms of the IgE antibody. And the IgE is present on the surface of mast cells. And when the grass pollen comes along, the mast cells actually migrate towards the lining, the very superficial lining of the nose and the uh, bronchial tubes. And the allergen, the pollen, um, cross-links adjacent IgE molecules. And then the mast cell, it triggers a train of events which releases uh, uh, particular um, substances of which uh, histamine is one. 
And that, as well as other proteins and other small chemicals, are responsible for the allergic reactions we see. So would you expect COVID-19 to activate this IgE pathway then? Um, I think it would be unlikely. Um, The cells that are triggered by COVID-19 are distinct from uh, mast cells, and uh, it's really involving IgG and IgA, and uh, a different immune response to that typically involved in allergy. In fact, it, it may surprise you to know that patients with allergies, uh, a recent study from the United States, uh, which we were also part of at Imperial College, has shown that in fact, patients with allergic asthma have um, a reduced numbers of a receptor on the surface of the lining of their bronchial tubes and their nasal passages called ACE2. And ACE2 is actually the receptor for COVID-19. And the ACE2 receptor is actually shown to be lower in patients with allergic asthma. This was shown in a group of allergic uh, children, but also uh, the suggestion that the same is true certainly in, uh, in adults, although there's uh, less information available in adults. These observations have not been made in patients with COVID-19 infection. So it's just an observation that the receptor for COVID-19 is low on the lining of the bronchial tubes and nose in patients with asthma. So in fact, that may in fact confer some uh, protection against the virus, although that's not actually be confirmed. We have to carefully look at the the epidemiology. But there's certainly no evidence that the presence of allergies is going to make you more susceptible to COVID-19 infection, certainly from the immune pathways involved. Yes, we've had a lot of listeners writing in about this particular point. So Kim in Hackney has asked whether her serious nut allergy puts her at higher risk uh, if she were to contract COVID-19. It sounds like you, you say no. Is that is that right? Um, well, uh, we, we can't generalise from allergic asthma to nut allergy, but I would say to Kim that she's at absolutely no greater risk of infection from COVID-19 and she should be obsessional about avoiding nuts and making sure she's got her auto-injector adrenaline pen with her and that she knows how to use it. We've also had a lot of questions about medications that people take for their allergies, including antihistamines. It's something Pierre in Rennes asked about when he wrote in, will taking antihistamines render him more vulnerable to COVID-19? There is no evidence that the use of anti-allergic medication that we use, the common medication we use for hay fever, for example, antihistamines and intranasal corticosteroids, there's absolutely no evidence that they are immunosuppressive or likely to increase the risk of infection with um, COVID-19. And in terms of the advice you give to people with allergies during this outbreak, you know, what should they be doing? I think that patients with, for example, we're right in the middle of the uh, hay fever season now. The tree pollen count is very high. And I would strongly recommend patients with allergies, particularly at this time during the COVID-19 outbreak, to be obsessional about regular treatment with their antihistamines and their intranasal corticosteroids. The point is that the symptoms of hay fever are absolutely distinct from COVID-19. But what is important is that they control their symptoms because it's the itching, sneezing, nose blowing, hand contact, face contact that patients with hay fever get that is more likely to spread the virus. 
and one in four people have hay fever, and many of those may be asymptomatically affected with the virus. So from the personal point of view, and also from a general public health point of view, it's extremely important that hay fever sufferers take their treatment regularly and suppress their symptoms. Uh, they're not manifestations themselves of COVID-19, but of course they might increase the risk of spreading the virus at this particular time of the year. That's really helpful. Thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks again to Stephen Doham for joining me this week. If you're concerned about your own allergic disease, please head over to allergy.org or anaphylaxis.org.uk where you'll find the latest guidance regarding COVID-19. And if you want to send us a question to explore in the podcast, it's theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions. And that's all one word. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.